Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host, and continuing today to talk about dynamics of this season of Advent, the Advent looking, first of all, toward the uh, coming of our Lord, celebrating the Incarnation. It's right around the corner, that miracle, and then also anticipating the return of the Lord. And uh, this is a season of readiness. You know, are we ready? Are we alert for his coming? You know, because the Lord exhorts us to be ready. And there's those really challenging parables that he gives us. I'll be talking about maybe over the next few weeks, like the, the 10 virgins. I think we heard that maybe a few, just a few weeks ago of what happens to us if we're not ready for his return. And so what we've been talking about really this week are dimensions of how the Lord is equipping us to live in that posture of readiness on a daily basis, which really flows from the dynamic and the anointing of the Holy Spirit that's at work in our lives and living with a community of people and parishes and, and dioceses and living from the graces that we're given, you know, celebrate a living community of people, believers celebrating the living realities of what God has given to us. First of all, in our baptism and all that, that really has done in us. And that's kind of what I've been talking about the last couple of days, if you haven't had a chance to tune in. It really isn't like a teaching on baptism, per se, that I've been talking about, but the the dynamics, trying to touch and explain and understand the dynamics of the Lord transforming us and transmitting to us his glory and giving us a share in his glory, which is the Holy Spirit, which is his anointing, so that we become anointed people. We become christened, anointed people by the Holy Spirit. And... These are fundamental truths that are right at the heart of the faith, and it's possible for us human beings to who've been baptized, let's say, as infants maybe or something, or early in life, and then sort of take it for granted, not pay much attention to it, and before you know it, it's kind of a fact I have in my head, but it doesn't really impact my life very much. The dynamism that the Lord is talking about, the reality of what happens for those who are abiding in him and are like really coming to appreciate what the catechism describes here is his glory, having received the Holy Spirit, who is the glory of God being poured out upon us and the valuable treasure that we have. You know, one of the things that crossed my mind yesterday was just thinking how much gold in the world, so to speak, we get captivated by. And we desire it and pursue it and uh, seek to acquire it. I once had a, a friend, a, a relative, a family relative, who was very successful, and um, he's older now. And uh, but when he was in the business, he was buying and selling big time real estate around the world and traveling. And he talked about a, a moment when he was in Turkey, and he said to me, "You know, I was there. I was working. I bought all this property, and then." Uh, he said, and then I, in the evenings, I, you know, I bartered gold, you know, and won all this stuff. And he said to me, he goes, yeah, and I, I, I got all this gold. And I, he said, I was so happy. I won this stuff and cards and the rest, the gambling that he was doing. And then he said, he went back to his hotel with this t- top floor room and he filled a bathtub, had them fill a bathtub with champagne. And he jumped in a champagne bath. I'm not sure. The point of that, but, you know, somebody doing that, but he said it was like total excess, he said. And it was, you know, maybe 20 years ago, 25 years ago, he told me that. And I thought to myself, human beings get so caught up in what glitters. Not all that glitters isn't gold, friends. It's just not. And guess what? It all goes away. It all goes away. And our eyes are so much set on getting the things 
in this world and being preoccupied and sort of defining ourselves if we're able to acquire them and sort of live for them. And we can totally forget the hidden treasure that's within us. You know, the treasure that's in earthen vessels, that the saints got it. This is what sets them apart. They got it. And then they were so attentive to the Lord and appreciative of the glory they were given. So, okay, now, Lord, I want to, what's your plan? I want to live from this. I want to go into the depths of what you're offering here, Lord, so that I can possess all that you desire me to possess and all that you've come to give me. I don't want to miss any of it. That is part of the genius of the faith that the saints had that led them to such extraordinary heights of holiness and fullness and being able to be light in the world in such unique ways, such creative ways, such powerful ways. And the Lord wants that. That's the answer for what the world needs, what the world needs now. Remember that song, What the World Needs Now? Yeah, so I'm going to go back to paragraph 690. Again, I didn't finish it yesterday. If you didn't have a chance to tune into the program, I encourage you to go to our website at renewalministries.net. You can download these programs and listen to them whenever it's convenient for you. And I encourage you to pray for us and pray that these programs could be sent all over the place. More people would listen to them, pass them on to your friends, and friends continue to support us, if you will, in any way that you can. Thank you. Again, I'll just summarize paragraph 690. Jesus is Christ, the anointed, because the Spirit is his anointing. And everything that occurs from the incarnation on derives from his fullness. So we're living post-incarnation and we're meant to, to draw from the fullness of what began in the incarnation of Jesus. Jesus walked the earth and the spirit of God was upon him totally. And now this is what he's bringing his people into his church. He said, when Christ is finally glorified at the right hand of the father, he can in turn send the spirit from his place with the father to those who believe in him. He communicates to them his glory. Have you stopped, friends, recently and said, wow, Lord, you've communicated to me the glory that you possess. And now I share in your glory. Friends, if the church, that's us, appreciated, understood, hungered for, walked in this glory We wouldn't have identity issues. We wouldn't have huge bouts of confusion and alternative ideas about reality and uh, even depression, description. This would lift us. Lift us. It's so powerful. From that time on, the glory of the Holy Spirit poured out on us. And from that time on, the joint mission of the Son and the Spirit is manifested in the children adopted by the father in the body of his son. You are an adopted child. You're an adopted child of a loving father. This all originates with the father. It all originates with a loving father who's given to us the gift of his son, who's lived in eternity, you know, for all eternity has lived in union with him. And the whole meaning of life, the whole meaning of salvation, the whole reason the church exists is to bring us into the reality of moving from aliens and orphans to adopted children of God, sharing in the love of the Father and the Son for all eternity. And the Holy Spirit is what makes it a reality. And it begins here. It begins here. It says, The mission of the spirit of adoption is to unite them to Christ and to make them live in Him. 
This is a fundamental truth that the scripture reveals that the catechism is summarizing here. So the mission of the Spirit, which you received, so the, 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 the Holy Spirit is a person, right? Third person of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit communicated with Jesus. Jesus said, I'll send you the Spirit, and the Spirit will give you counsel, encouragement. It'll teach you everything. The Holy Spirit will teach you everything that I taught, that I communicated, that you need to know. So talk to the Holy Spirit. Welcome the Holy Spirit. Don't just relate to the Holy Spirit like the Holy Spirit is a, is a creedal statement, a, you know, a line in the creed. The Holy Spirit is a living person. And guess what? He's come to dwell in you. So he wants to have a relationship with you. Really, the Holy Spirit mostly has a relationship. So we see the Son and see the Father. He's the hidden power, the hidden grace, the hidden fire. The mission of the Spirit of adoption is to unite them to Christ. So thank the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're fulfilling your mission in my life by uniting me to Christ. It is the most precious thing that's happening in my life. It's the most valuable. It's the most mind-boggling. Holy Spirit, thank you. And I ask for the miracle of faith to open my eyes, to draw back the curtain that I can appreciate this extraordinary act of love that you're fulfilling in me. So the spirit of adoption unites us to Christ and makes us live in him. So Holy Spirit, this is your mission, and I welcome it, I respect it, I thank you. Holy Spirit, teach me to live in Jesus. Teach me to love him. Teach me to abide in him. Teach me to walk in him. Teach me to see what he sees. Teach me to feel what he feels. Teach me to love as he loves. Holy Spirit, help me to leave the world so I can love the world. Help me to, as Jesus said, be in the world, but not of the world. Holy Spirit, help me detach from the idols in this world and help me live in the present moment with you and help me hear the voice of my Father help me hear the voice of Jesus come Holy Spirit boy that's such a precious gift paragraph 696 says while water signifies baptism talking about the sign of what fire you know the fire of the Spirit uh, signifies birth and fruitfulness of life given in the Holy Spirit. Fire symbolizes the transforming energy of the Holy Spirit's action. I want to read this paragraph because we need transforming energy. We need to access that energy. You got it. You're baptized into Christ, and there's so much more. The, the energy to love God, the energy to love neighbor, to be filled with faith, hope, and love, to be filled with zeal. Christ is the one. He's the one who baptizes us with this Holy Spirit in fire, John said, right? The apostle. Excuse me, the uh, John the Baptist. I came to cast fire upon the earth, would that it were already ablaze and kindled in us. Right? So we're exhorted by the apostles, don't quench the spirit, but receive this fire. You know, when Jesus imparts his holy fire to us, it's to open our hearts to, to love him more, to love the Father, to love our neighbor. That's the, the dynamism that he's bringing about is the power to love 
to have a burning love that, and it burns away prejudice and hatred and lust and, and using people and seeing people differently. Just we can welcome that grace in our lives. And the more it can happen before the Lord returns, the better, because we can bear fruit for the kingdom here. But Jesus also imparts his fire. It's a fire of judgment, of discipline on those who refuse him by continuing to walk in you know, unbelief and immorality. Jesus' judgments and the fire of his judgments are really good because as Isaiah said, it awakens, it awakens us that it leads us to righteousness and right living in the Lord and desiring to do that. Beautiful images of Jesus in Revelation chapter 1 and other places, his eyes are flaming fire. His eyes are the windows to his soul and in the core of his being is the burning furnace of God's love from all eternity. And that eye, those eyes of fire are grace for those who receive him and judgment for those who refuse him. You know, this is Advent and we're supposed to be thinking about the return of the Lord too and what Jesus said. I mean, you do, you don't, you do not want to be in a place of not being ready and not having lived and walked in him because he will judge the living. He's coming to judge the living and the dead. I don't know whether we're really with him or not with him. And it's the most horrific thing ever to not be ready to receive, not be ready for him to hear the words from Jesus. Welcome, good and faithful servant. So Lord, we pray for the readiness that we need, that we live in this reality and it become the thing that consumes our mind and heart so we can walk in love of you, Lord, and love of neighbor. God bless you. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth, would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.